Don't miss Old Navy's Saturday Steal. It's a big one. All jeans are a huge 50% off. That's right, all jeans. Plus, get graphic tees for the family for just 5 bucks. Saturday only at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 817. Jeans excludes in-store clearance. Select tees. The following podcast uses profanity in creative ways, and we bring up all the topics that you're warned against talking about in polite conversations. The contents herein are for entertainment purposes only. All stated opinions, views, and jokes are those of the person making them and do not necessarily reflect any business, nonprofit organization, state government, or federal government. Listener discretion is very much advised. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Utah Outcast. This is a semi-weekly progressive political and atheist-filled podcast based in the state where the Zion Curtain has finally come down. You guessed it, Utah. And this is episode number 107. If you're a new listener, welcome to the show. Uh, Let's get the introductions out of the way. I'm your host, X, and joining me this week for the episode are those two deliciously wonderful outcasts that we have every week for you. Uh, We have returning from his vacation, Kyle Steenblake, and once again... Felicia and Twizzle, welcome back, guys. I'm happy. Yay! You forgot to mention. You forgot to mention sweaty. Sweaty. God, it's so sweaty. Fucking hell, everything's hot. I hear people like in the 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 Bible Belt area. You know, you have like uh, the Podunk Polymath Chris, and you have uh, Tucker, and all those guys talking about how it's like, oh, it's like 91 and like 50 percent humidity. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty fucking warm. That that's that's warm. And I'm like. it's not 113 outside when you're trying to go get a pizza and it's like making ball soup in your car. It's just, it's, it's bad, y'all. <laughs> you guys, this underboob situation is uh, getting intense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I know about it too. I go through so much powder. It's, it's crazy. I, ever since a tender young age, I used to put deodorant on uh, or uh-huh. antiperspirant I on underneath. I do that. I, do that. Yeah. I have to do that. Otherwise, I shave. <laughs> I yeah. Really this too. is. This is the time of year where you switch to the the medicated yeah. powder. Mine's the mine's the, the super the super it's absorbent. Nice and cool. <laughs> it, it tingles down there. <laughs> oh, I but I can't, I can't put that down there. I like have to use like the creamy stuff that is it doesn't flighty. rub off as easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It needs to be it needs to be safe near that very special area for me. Yeah, but don't put Can't glitter do. in there. Fuck, have you seen the, no. the, the articles coming out about oh, that? God. They're putting glitter in their vaginas. Yeah, now? yeah. There's ladies that are like trying to jet like bedazzle their vaginas for the guys oh. going down on them. Like and they're they're putting like stuff in there, like flavored gels in. that have glitter. Yeah. In. In. Like in there. In. To, and it's like, you know. Gynecologists are like, no, 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 unless you, unless you can shoot it out like a confetti cannon, it doesn't, dude, I would, you would, you could make so much money if you could do that. There's, It's already a thing. There's, I'm sure it's already a thing. I'm sure it's already a thing. I just need to find it because I would laugh so hard. I saw a girl at a strip club that can make it like. She could make it make herself queef like just laying there on the stage. I was pretty impressed. I was like, <gasps> I'm like, whoa, wow, that's <laughs> how about that? Yeah, that's, that's and this is the podcast you're listening to, guys. So, we do have a wonderful episode lined up for you to enjoy. But before we get started in earnest, I wanted to remind everyone 
You can get in touch with us through many, many, many methods, and I'll have a commercial later for all of those out there, so I don't have to say them all over and over again each episode. So we're going to move into headlines, but a first, but a first, but first, a word from one of our friends. Be right back. Hi, this is Dan, Ryan, and Matt with the Godless Revolution podcast. We've had a lot of great guests on this show, such as Russell Glasser, Dan Errol, Brian Fields, David Silverman, Doug Mesner, a.k.a. Lucian Greaves, and Joey Kirkman, whom we love a lot. We've also had a lot of really cool local guests. And we're a podcast that likes to fight for the separation of church and state and against anti-skepticism of all kinds. You should give us a listen, because if you don't, you're going to be really sad. Make your ears happy. Listen to the Godless Revolution podcast. Motherfucking Hobby Lobby. Am I right? Am I right? I'm right. Fucking Hobby Mother- Lobby. This comes from NBC News, and uh, apparently they've been looting Iraq for uh, cuneiform. They've uh, they've been stealing all sorts of ancient history from Iraq, you know, and at the same time funding ISIS. I just want to throw that out there for you. So anyway, we have a uh, we have an article here from NBC News saying that the arts and crafts chain, I I call them the Jesus store chain. Uh, they're going to pay $3 million to settle a federal case over smug- smuggled Iraqi antiquities brought in to demonstrate its, quote, passion for the Bible. Uh, mm-hmm. And I bring that up because they are talking about they're going to be having a Bible museum opening up like in Manhattan, I think. In Washington in D.C. Is it? Oh, yeah. It's going to be on the the oh, open in Washington in the fall. That's right. I forgot about that. Not yeah. in not in. Mm-hmm. Fucking- Oh, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm conflating I'm, shit. I'm sorry. Having, I'm having art park flashbacks. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but it goes, it goes, it goes a little bit. <laughs> There's so many little facets to this story. <laughs> it's a that lot. Are just so shitty. Um, so the Hobby Lobby president, yeah. Steve Green, acknowledged we made regrettable mistakes, and he chalked it all up to inexperience. But when you start looking at at this whole regrettable mistakes we're talking about uh 5500 artifacts shipped without proper documentation mm-hmm. with labels that describe them simply as ceramic tiles or samples from turkey or israel so they were willfully mm-hmm. you know making this shit oh yeah, oh, yeah. and the yeah. company didn't pay the dealer who supposedly owned the items instead they wired 1.6 million in payments to the accounts of seven other individuals so it didn't mm-hmm. go to antiquities dealers. It oh. went to people smuggling shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'm so yeah, pleading pleading ignorance in any in any way on this one. Uh, that doesn't that doesn't fly. Unless hmm. you unless you're just a complete fucking moron. And these guys aren't because you keep in mind that they are the ones that won that Supreme Court victory in 2014 right. over mm. contraception, you know, because Hobby Lobby is a, a, uh, what the hell do they call it? A, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, a company it's is a, a person, closely, a closely held, closely held belief. Uh, yeah. With, with the, religion. the business businesses are allowed mm-hmm. to have religion apparently. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so way you back know in, what? it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. Um, how the Ten Commandments is really serious about contraception and doesn't like mention theft at all. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot all about hmm. that. Hmm, how about that? Hmm. So let's see. In 2009, the company decided to amass a collection of book and art books and artifacts consistent with the company's mission and passion for the Bible. 
So Green and a consultant traveled to UAE to inspect cuneiform tablets that were thousands of years old, along with engraved seals and the clay impressions that they made. Mm -hmm. And so according to a civil complaint, an expert hired by Hobby Lobby had warned its in-house lawyer that there was a risk that the items it wanted to buy had been looted and counseled them to make sure the country of origin was properly labeled on on the custom forms. And they didn't do so. (laughs) Nope. Nope. They ignored that. Most Um, of the places that this stuff's coming out of um, happened to come from the the ISIS-controlled portions of Iraq. Right. (laughs) Right. So congratulations, Hobby Lobby. You're <laughs> you funding guys, terror. You guys, you guys have been funding ISIS in a big way. Oh, that's trying fine to with prevent, them. trying to prevent women from getting contraception, trying to prevent women from mm-hmm. getting healthcare services like abortion, and funding one of the most women-hating organizations in the entire world. It's almost like they hate women. Oh, mm-hmm. I... oh yeah, and add add just nice little cherry on top. For anybody who's <laughs> for anybody who's still willing to shop there at all, fifty percent of all the profits from the stores go directly to funding their museum. Ugh! Oh my God, that's a lot of money. <laughs> and yes, it that is. should that should show you how much they are overcharging you for things that you buy there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because <laughs> if you look at anything that they sell there, guess what it says on the back of it: "Made in China." <laughs> Yep, yep. So, you know, by extension, if you shop at Hobby Lobby, yeah, you're funding terrorists. Yeah, and so you... Oh, you hey, re- good job. Good you really you. shouldn't be shopping there. Uh, they're, they've been on my do-not-buy list for a long-ass time. Oh, I for a very long time. can't convince yeah. my, my significant other to not shop there, <laughs> no matter how many times I would say something like this. It's like, Well, you know, hey, maybe this will do it. Yeah, we'll see. Mm. They're directly funding ISIS. How like, about directly. That? Like, we can... Yeah. Prove that directly yeah. funded ISIS mm-hmm. paid them money. We should have exercised more oversight and carefully questioned how the acquisitions were handled. No <laughs> shit. Oh. Really? Wow. How about that? So, uh, fuck that. I hope that museum opens up and it just immediately bombs. I, I think most religious museums, museums. It is. Are just gonna right. fucking crash after a while. They're not. They're not. Okay. First of all, they're boring as shit. All right. Yeah. Most yeah. Christians don't read the Bible. You think mm-hmm. they're gonna take their time to go to a fucking museum on it? No. Right. Oh, like, what, have... and what are they gonna? <laughs> and most Christians and Christians have a much higher rate of poverty. You think they can just mm, afford to go do something that they would fucking hate? No. Let's go no. look at some dioramas. Remember, we talked about that last week, Felicia. Let's go um, talk oh, about the oh, beautiful dioramas. <laughs> dioramas. Very sexy. Oh, wait. We're not supposed to use that word. Not sexy dioramas. Well, very now, fuck. There's nothing there for me. Family friendly. <laughs> God damn it. Is there a sex museum with sexy dioramas? Because oh, I would go to that museum. It's in New York. Are they sponsored by Bad Dragon? Because I'll go there. Oh. <laughs> there is actually a don't google that at work people <laughs> google that at work <laughs> you remember the first time you brought it up and then like for 30 minutes i'm like oh my god <laughs> did you ever oh get god. did you that ever looks get, like fun did you ever get to the ovipositor one I did. I did. The one that disturbed me was I was looking at one. I'm like, that looks like a dog dick. And it was a wolf one. It was a wolf (laughs) dragon penis. I was like, oh, 
I know too much about dog dick. Uh... <laughs> Red Rocket. Red Rocket. <laughs> Want to get in touch with the Outcasts? It's easy. We're available on most social media platforms as Utah Outcasts. We're on YouTube, Reddit, Patreon, Stitcher, Spreaker. Well, shit, you name it. Uh, you can email us via mailbag at utahoutcast.com. You can always leave us a voicemail or text by using 347-669-3377. Or for those of you who are so inclined, click the Contact Us link on our website, utahoutcast.com, and we'll be in touch. You know, the Vatican might be an all right place if they just came out and they, they actually had tours where this kind of stuff was actually there and you got to take part in it. Uh, so the Vatican is facing a... Fresh embarrassment. You know, the, the Catholic Church is just fucking constantly under attack. You know, Cardinal Pell last week, and now we have this story. Because the Pope is super fucking pissed. And this comes from Raw Story. Because police came in, and they had to break up what is being described as a, quote, drug-fueled gay orgy at one of the priest's apartments. That was happening I mean, on the vet. Yes! <laughs> yes! Uh, I, I mean, I... Are... Oh, this is me being surprised. Yeah. Uh, according to the Italian newspaper, Il Fatto Quotidiano is uh, reporting that Vatican police raided an apartment in June. And this is at the former palace of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, blah, 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 uh, to break up an orgy taking place. And this is a quote from the article here from the New Zealand Herald that, that translated it for us. The occupant of the apartment is alleged to be a priest who serves as secretary to Cardinal Francesco Coco, Coco Palomario? I don't I probably butchered the shit out of that one. Uh the head of the Pontifical Council for Legislative Text and Personal Advisor to the Pope. <laughs> so he's a cardinal. <laughs> he's a secretary to the cardinal that 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 is a personal advisor to the Pope. Police were alerted when the alleged orgy, it's an alleged orgy now, uh, after neighbors became suspicious about the behavior of people going in and out of the apartment. Yeah, they would be. Uh, and when police entered the apartment, they discovered a illegal drugs and b men engaging in sexual activity. <laughs> so I, mean, I just I'm sorry I can't even listen to this story without expecting at some point in time the Monty <laughs> Python Spanish Inquisition guys. Nobody expects the Spanish it's just like, I mean, we nobody should be shocked. This is the Vatican, no. after all. Like, that's like what they do there. I mean, read a little history. Like, read yeah. Yeah. a what little. What else are they going to uh, do there? Well, and yeah, I've, that's what they do there. There was a, like, a couple of years before we even started the podcast, I remember reading a story about how there's like a gym slash bathhouse there that serves a lot of the pontifical people that come into there. And it's like constant, constant orgies and sex going on there between all the men. And I'm like, well, what the fuck do you expect? They they say no sex between us and women, and like we're only around other dudes all the time. So, eh. <laughs> yeah, a hole's a hole. Well, and that's that's not to say like to you're, that's point. not to say that if you're a priest, you're gay for the state. But at least these guys were doing it with consensual other adults, and so yes. I, I give them credit for that. Yeah, I mean, kind of yeah. like go fuck themselves for being so anti-gay. Like, but this is just more proof that uh, no, you can't squash sexuality. You can't. Nope. You can't. So on our basis needs, like the in our brains, because people are like, "Oh, we care about food before sex." Mm -mm. No, in our brains, they've done not really. No, go listen to the Star Talk Cosmic Queries on Love because they have a um, an expert from the Kinsey Institute, um, and she's like, "Yeah, no, in our brains, 
sex is on it in the same places as the need for food. So <laughs> if right. you came so, I mean, to me, right there. If well, you turn me, sex and human connection, not necessarily all like combined, but that. If you if, human connection and food. If you <laughs> right. told me that I could never have breakfast again, but I would be guaranteed to get laid at that time where I should be eating breakfast, I'd be all right with that. <laughs> I don't know. Pancakes, man. No, may, okay, maybe not breakfast. I, I would happily sacrifice lunch because I, I lunch, don't do lunch. Yeah. So. Lunch is right there. Lunch. Can I have brunch? Like I give up breakfast, but I can have brunch. You you not you non adult. Are you talking about second breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> Potatoes. <laughs> I mean, are you talking about like actual breakfast time or breakfast food? No, no, I'm like talking about like if you can no longer have this meal of the day. I mean, you could still have pancakes and hash browns and shit later on in the day. But you, at that meal, you don't have that meal any longer. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, fuck. That's fine. Yeah, yeah I'll take that trade. Fine. No, yeah, no, I'm, no I don't, I don't need to eat in the morning. But, you know, like, like as long as I can, as long as I can push, you know, the pancakes and the sausage and the or the breakfast burrito to lunch. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm good. With that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a uh, yeah. I, I'm a always eating breakfast at dinner kind of person because. Oh, I love oh, breakfast yeah. for dinner. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. You I, try I'm, to tell. Can you try to tell me I could never ever have a breakfast burrito again? Yeah, that would not happen. I, sorry, no. I'd be celibate uh-huh. as fuck if I couldn't have a breakfast yeah. burrito anymore. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, damn, breakfast burritos are sex. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, now I, there's one that I'm struggling with. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Yeah. Give us a comment. Sex. I'm sex. <laughs> All right, Look, I, yeah. it took me a short time, but I will. If I will pick sex, or if I had to pick between sex and breakfast burritos. I'm going with sex. How about how about give us the one meal that you would give up, <laughs> the food that you could no longer ever have, as long as it meant you had some trim in the morning, you know, <laughs> or or during that during that time. So just let us know. Give yeah. us a comment. Let us. <laughs> I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Yeah. So yeah, the the Pope's pissed off, and I just find it funny that not pissed off that you know Pell's being brought back to Australia. <laughs> not pissed, pissed off about that stuff. That's it. Oh, I thought you said oh, it was yeah. Thursday. Consensual sex. I thought you meant. I thought you pushed it to Thursday. I thought we were having it at, at Terry's place. <laughs> <laughs> He's just sad he wasn't invited. <laughs> I was making mimosas. Oh. <laughs> you don't think white folks still dominating the world? We do dominate the world to to an extent. Look at the boards of directors of most corporations. Tons of white people and Jews. Yes. But every day we hear, oh, isn't this great? There's more diversity in this corporation. Don't we need more people of color in films and movies? Isn't this wonderful? What is the trajectory? Where is the arrow pointing? The arrow is pointing away from white power. In my lifetime, what's going to probably happen is that I'm going to, I am going to become a minority in the United States. But what do I want for my great-grandchildren? I do want them to live in a white society a European empire. So I grabbed an article from the New Yorker the other day about how the alt-right is having a branding war right now. So essentially we have two different movements within the alt-right community. And uh, it's 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 a really long article. You guys should go check it out. So I grabbed a, a bunch of stuff from it and I wanted to talk to you about it here. Uh, because when uh, Richard Spencer, you know, the 
the guy that got punched at the inauguration, you know, sucker punched by the Nazis, and it caused everybody in this community, everybody in the intersectionality community to be like, are we okay punching Nazis? And then, you know, there was podcast after podcast after podcast from people that are much smarter than me <laughs> talking about this stuff. Uh, so anyway, once uh, Richard Spencer kind of took hold of the, the alt-right thing that's been going on, um, let's see. The the phrase alternative right has been critiqued on several grounds that it's too vague and that that's kind of the point, but it's been that's, co-opted yeah. now by white nationalism. So mm-hmm. it's they've just they've gone from wearing wife beaters and having like the the red laces and red suspenders to wearing business suits and having fuck you hairdos that piss me off for some reason. <laughs> I hate his little swooshy hairstyle that he's got going on where it's like Adolf Hitler trying to f- brush his hair out of the way all the fucking times. Oh, I hate, I hate my, it. So my my boss has pretty much the exact same. Oh, though his is nicer styled. It kind of goes swoopy back. Um, but he is not horrible. So I mean, my boss is pretty <laughs> great, actually. So some people can like, pull it off, but not him. I'm sorry. Uh, we actually so real quick side note. We actually had a big debate at work about men blow drying their hair, and my two guys that I work closely with, they were like giving that other guy so much shit because he does it. And, he's, and the other guy goes, I didn't even have to say anything. It was so great. The other guy goes, I don't blow dry my hair because I want my boys to know that I'm a man. And the other my one coworker goes, wait, do you think that only women can bl- take care about their appearance? <laughs> like, he like totally like, bam. And I was like, mm, I don't even have to say a word. It was great. It was great. It was very satisfying. <laughs> So there there's an article nothing here. wrong with blow drying. God damn yeah, it. it cuts down on time. Uh, so anyway, this uh, the the alternative right is a euphemism for white supremacy. Pretty much saying here the definition has shifted over mm-hmm. time, both inside and outside the movement, such that for a while it was impossible to tell whether any two people who referred to the alt right were referring to the same thing. Uh, during the presidential campaign, the term came to denote several intersecting phenomena. Anti-feminism, opposition to political correctness. Oh, so people in the skeptic community. We'll get to that later. Uh, Online Mm. abuse, more of that. Uh, Belligerent nihilism, conspiracy theories, and inflammatory internet memes. So everybody that was on 4chan slash POL, if you guys know what that one is. Uh, Some pro-Trump activists adopted this big tent definition, allowing any youthful, quote, quote, edgy critique of establishment conservatism to be considered alt-right. But a core within the movement has always insisted on a narrower conception of the alt-right, one that was inextricably linked to white separatism. And Richard Spencer's at the forefront of that, the guy that wants a a peaceful genocide or whatever the fuck he calls it, where he's like, he's like, we're just going to say black people and Asian people and everybody else just go back to where you came from. <laughs> that's his then whole. You go back to where you came from, you motherfucker. Go fuck back to Europe if you think that's where you're from. <laughs> Like, most of those people would be like, I'm American. I've been American for a long fucking time. (laughs) So anyway, the the article continues. It says, now the boundaries are set. Spencer and his allies have won the branding war. They own the alt-right label. Their right-wing opponents are aligning themselves against it, working to establish a parallel brand. And it has become increasingly clear that this is not a mere rhetorical ploy, but a distinction with a difference. So... Uh, beginning in the in this year, the 2017s, uh, the divisions were becoming clear, at least to those within the pro-Trump movement. In January, a guy by the name of Gavin McInnes was a founder of the pro-Western fraternal organization called Proud Boys. 
So keep an eye out for that so you can hear about this. And the, oh, the... their creativity is astounding. Yeah. Aren't they? It's uh, moving, really, in its <laughs> complete lack of subtlety. Oh, yeah. We'll get subtlety out the asshole for these people. Uh, so the person, the, <laughs> person that wrote, in your face! the person that wrote this article said, should I refer to you as alt-right? And he's like, no, swigging from a can of Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> they care about the white race. We care about Western values, which to me is another dog whistle for white yeah, race. <laughs> it, is. Yeah. it is. Western values. That's so stupid. Um, yeah. And this is a view that's been come to be known as civic nationalism as opposed to white nationalism, or as some people are calling it, alt-light. And they hate it when you call it that because they're like, <laughs> we don't want to be light. No, we're not going to be. That's not cool. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I agree with them. It's not light. No. It's, far, no. it's, it's, it's just as bad. Just yeah. as bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it is. So anyway, for, for a while... Alt-right was the perfect catch-all for the anti-establishment conservatism. And this came from a uh, person that they were talking about, too, called Lucian Wintrich, um, who was interviewed on the uh, the New Yorker Radio Hour. And it, it's interesting that these people can be... Um, it's like Milo Yiannopoulos having a thing for people of color, especially the people that he dates. And it's like, at the same time, they're white nationalists. And it's like... How the yeah. fuck does that work out in your brain? No, I don't know how that works. So what they're doing is they're doing a genocide of co- of uh, culture. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're uh, co opting anything of color that they like and calling it Western. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I mean, which is a nonsense descriptor, honestly. It is. Yeah. It's absolutely nonsense. Um, and because <laughs> I mean, anyway, do, do, just learn your history, people. Um, but. Uh, they they co-opt it and they steal it. They gentrify it, and then they say, then they demand that all the parts that they don't like that these uh, people of color conform to. So they feed off of and uh, demand uh, what is the word um, conformity. They demand conformity mm-hmm. to this idea. So it is a uh, it's a genocide of idea. So mm-hmm. um, it's still it's still just as bad. It is still demanding a system of theft and a system of uh, powers where the white cis straight man uh, gets to be on top. Well, you got and, damn liberals bringing race into it. And, and, then, <laughs> and, then, and then what they do is call it their own. Yeah. Well, they steal from everyone beneath them. Yeah. Uh, so. So, but so, then the other ones, the white nationalists are just going, uh, they're benefiting from all of the advancements of all these other groups, but then they're going, now leave. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, mm-hmm. neither is better. So <laughs> neither is better. I, I just find it funny that these people that, like I was talking about here, the Wintridge guy, he's, he's, he has Jewish ancestry and a Latino boyfriend, and they were sharing the Spencer getting punched memes with people just as happy as like any other, you know, person that, that like I shared the fuck out of that because i found it oh, hilarious yeah. it's not yeah, saying yeah. that i endorsed the, the fact that he got punched in the face i'm not saying hey go out and punch nazis i'm just saying that that was funny as fuck a guy that's that's advocating genocide got punched in the fucking face i found it hilarious mm-hmm. but this Wintrich guy said that a lot of us are still frustrated that spencer ruined the term for the rest of us so a lot of the people that are you know not as white nationalist as 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 that as you know richard spencer and they're this pro-western kind of thing which I'll admit is a slightly lighter shade of the same blackness that these people are spewing. 
uh, at least they're, they hate Richard Spencer as much as the rest of us do. I'll, I'll give him that. Uh, the last quote that I have here from the article that I saved is from Jack Murphy, who's on, a, who's working on a book called from Democrat to deplorable. And this guy was standing because there was a, uh, somebody was holding a rally and the fact that they invited Richard Spencer caused the rally to split into two like different camps. And so like, it was like a short walk between the two events that were going on. (laughs) And this Jack Murphy guys was standing there watching the speakers and he was shaking his head and he said, so much of this could be solved that these guys just got girlfriends. (laughs) I thought that was the best (laughs) fucking quote. (laughs) But they are abusers. Mm-hmm. So, yes, they yes they are. So when they get girlfriends, <clears throat> they destroy them. But mm-hmm. I I find it funny that these people that go out of their way to point out how everybody else is a cuck and a beta and everything like that probably mm-hmm. are themselves a bit that way. It's like I think the lady doth protest too much. <laughs> yes, yes, these yes, are these yes, are men who are terrified. Do. These are men who are petrified, who are unable to make any human connections, are most definitely not satisfying their sexual I, needs. I need to get a trilby just for the show. I got to start doing it and do there, tip yeah. in the hat, m'lady. <laughs> m'lady. Yeah. Uh, and are, I hate that. Are, yeah, these, nice these guys, guys finish last, they, Felicia. <laughs> yeah, these are the guys who describe themselves as nice guys. I'm nice these guys. Are nice guys. <laughs> Don't know. And feminists are ruining women. Women yeah. just want to be taken care of. And that's mm-hmm. what I would do if I had a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Oh, she'd mm-hmm. never want for anything. Mm-hmm. Except for maybe like an orgasm. Maybe. <laughs> just once in a while. Look, think of her first. Okay. Hey, and if you can't get her there, that? if you can't get her there, enable it so she can get there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Encourage yes. communication and exploration <laughs> and sexuality <laughs> on grounds of <laughs> equality. Hey, look, yeah. just because she doesn't want your dick doesn't mean she doesn't want a toy. <laughs> Batteries are okay. Communication. Fire a Sibian. Communication <laughs> and vulnerability are required for both of you to have satisfying sexual gratification. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which means that you can't be an asshole. <laughs> Or unless you're Richard I, Spencer and they get kicked I, out of your own gym. What I what I find really what I find really amusing here is they're 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 essentially accusing um not just Richard Spencer, but Richard Spencer and his his ilk. Yeah. His ilk of co opting the alt right. But they're not. They, they just were took always the mask there. off. They took the pointy hat mask right. off. <laughs> right. So they're not co-opting. You are just maybe realizing that you got sucked into a a white nationalist, a white supremacist, racist group. No, oh, it's, we, it's, we can't and, be that. No, we're just alternative Republican. That's what we are. We're, right. We're right. alternative no, right no, wing. No, maybe, no. maybe we're it's that racist. the Republican Party. Maybe it's that the Republican Party is super crazy, sexist, and racist, <laughs> and that. That it starts at the top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but no, guys, no, no, no. They, we just got that lady in Georgia elected. You know, we're not sexist. We got one. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'm sure they have more than one because we have Mia oh, Love and just fucking. They got a color just, one. They got a color one. Yeah. Just, yeah. How they fucking treat them. Once you get them, once they get them elected into office, 
look at how they treat them. Mm-hmm. What has what has Mia Love actually been able to do? Dodge every town hall. That's what she's been able to do. <laughs> they, they, fucking, they fucking parade her out every time they need to. Every time they need fundraising. <laughs> but what exa- right. what exactly have they they actually let her do? No, they don't let her do anything. And any Nothing. policy that she's brought forward, they mm-hmm. shut down. Um, anytime that she starts to get uppity, they tell Quiet her that you. they're going to withdraw their support. <laughs> like they, they, that's what they, they can, they, they pressure these women into conforming. They, they change their hair. They change their clothing. They, te- they give them speech lessons and then they tell them that they have to be a part of their ideology or they'll get, or they don't get to be a part of it. The bank's and closed. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> right. they, they use, they use these women as props. Right. And a great example, a great example is uh, Mia Love a while ago had a a bill that she drafted that she put forward. And that bill was that it was a, a single cert, single issue um, proposal. Yeah. Like it, it, it did away with the fact that you could attach unrelated amendments to to legislation yeah and i agreed with her on this one i'm like yes let's let's it have every bill be a one-line thing yeah right i agree that's right. actually a great if idea there's go- if there's going to be an amendment the amendment has to be related to the issue yeah that was that was it you can't throw pork in there you can't you know right add writers and lines that you know defund planned parenthood even though it's right. like funding yeah. for roads and shit <laughs> right where did where did that go nowhere nowhere at all they couldn't. They couldn't get it out of committee <laughs> at all. The and, only uh, reason anybody heard about it is because someone from her office actually sent out a release. Well, she, you know, she's um, she's had moments of sparkle and moments of feminism, even. Mm-hmm. And she has these moments where you're like, "There's a reasonable human being in there." Oh, they'll, uh, they'll beat that uh, out of her soon they, enough. Yeah. <laughs> But but every time she's ever tried to fight the status quo, right? It's it's she's she is shut down internally because Democrats will be like, yes, yes, keep talking, keep talking, keep talking, and then it's like all of a sudden she's poof, gone. Right, right. <laughs> no, I, I I'd love to grab her and just shake her and like, look, you are in the wrong. You're in the wrong house. You're in the wrong party. <laughs> There's a reasonable person in there. You're in an abusive right. relationship. You're in an abusive right. relationship with the public party. <laughs> we are here for you. There is healing on this side. Look, you might not be a, might you might not be the most awesome person in the world, but you're not that bad. <laughs> Look, you're I not know Mitch McConnell. A, I know there's a, I know there's a, I know there's a little bit of shred of humanity in there. You know, aside from the fact that you pushed for a bunch of housing in your community to be built without, you know proper permitting and um <laughs> things like water but that's okay that's okay you were making money Those off people of it. are shit out of luck too that's too bad <laughs> uh go read that one anyway we're wrapping this one up did you know that if you're not a patreon patron you're not getting the entire show each week it's true we record a whole hell of a lot of extra stuff each week that if you're not beyond the veil you're missing out Starting at the $1 and $2 levels, you can immediately gain access to the secret patron shows that some folks need to wait a full half year before hearing. From there, we hit the $3 level where you get additional episodes that we record about once a month uh, where we zero in on an adversary to the show. But for the best value, we suggest the $5 a month level 
where you get the full uncut episodes that come packed with about an extra hour worth of the Utah Outcast crew laughing at jokes to the rest of the world that most people won't hear, or talk about things that only the patrons will get to chime in on. That means that for each month, you get about four additional episodes worth of content for you to enjoy along with the other rewards. The biggest benefit, I think, would be that you get both episodes that we record in one lump sum instead of having to wait for them to drop on Monday and on Wednesday. Look at it as an investment on your entertainment each month. We're much more than the cheap little pizza you might miss out on if you decided to become a patron. So what are you waiting for? Donate today. Check out patreon.com slash utahoutcasts for more information. So uh, it's Sarah Palin. We haven't heard of her since... uh heard from her since the whole kid rock and ted nugent in the white house thing recently oh my god this woman this is an article i got from wonket and you guys could probably hate it hate that fucking website with a passion but i love reading their articles it's so much fun to me so it's okay don't worry don't worry this story is not just from that one source no you can go find it anywhere you want (laughs) so sarah palin the other day uh, she wrote a tweet that said, Trump gives speech to the people of Poland, says 14 words that leave Americans stunned. Fuck you. That, no. No, hang on. That is a dog whistle for white supremacists. Mm-hmm. 14 words yeah. is a white supremacy thing. If, if people don't she know that. She doesn't know that. She oh, doesn't no. know that. No, 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 that. she does. No, she, she stole that. that. She stole that. She stole. She used. She used an auto-generated one from young conservatives or something like that, where they probably know that. But she was just like, "This is what they use to get clicks." Like she doesn't know that. No, she she used the article from young conservatives, and the thing is, is that the article itself did not have any particular fourteen-word excerpts of Donald Trump's speech. To the twenty three percent of Poland that approves of him, there is no there is no innocent interpretation of this fourteen word tweet. Fourteen words. I thing. I looked into it, and she her they they the young conservatives were like, no, we actually provide auto generated <laughs> tweets for people who tweet our stuff who are like contributors or something like that, and she's on their list, mm. and one of them is like fourteen words. So like she didn't she didn't write it at all. <laughs> like she just used well, an, yeah, she just clickbait, went into their algorithm. Oh. Yeah, she went into really? their algorithm. Yeah. Really? I looked into it this morning. She <laughs> went into their algorithm, just got like they just gave her a thing. She didn't do shit. She didn't write this herself. It's from the young conservatives themselves. And they're like, Yeah, we use these kinds of things all the time. Maybe they should not. They should remove 14 <laughs> words from their fucking algorithm. <laughs> so yeah, so in right. other words, somebody <laughs> So, in other words, somebody in their organization put, oh, you yeah. fucks. <laughs> For yeah, those that are wondering. I have no idea what the fuck she was doing. Fuck. She should have deleted that tweet. I don't, want to def- <laughs> I don't want to defend this woman. God damn it. So, for anybody that's don't want to. unaware of what 14 words is, it's, we must secure the existence of our people and a future for white children. It's a very, very you know, white supremacist thing. Like, like have, like you'll see guys with the number 14 tattooed on their face or hands or something like that. Right yeah, next to the, mm-hmm. right next to the 88 that stands for HH, you know, Heil Hitler mm-hmm. <laughs> along yeah. with the, the German crosses and all the other stuff. So 
These aren't secret yeah. codes. They are like Wonkit says here. They are red neon lights coupled with tsunami alert horns. <laughs> yeah, and you think Sarah Palin is paying attention to cultural trends, even within the conservatives? No, this bitch has celebrity status. She's just she's just doing anything she can to fuel her celebrity status. She does not pay attention. She's not. She has no idea what any of this means. I guarantee she didn't even read the speech from Poland. So she was like, oh, young conservatives. And then they were like, here's our algorithm. Here's a bunch of different things that you can use. And she's like, boop, that one. Like she wasn't even paying attention. Yeah. Like, it's clear. Like, you you spend well, two minutes, like, looking at this one. And it's like, oh, she has no idea what she's doing. And it's clear she has no idea what the fuck she's doing. Because if you remember... She got her video taken that one time in front of a turkey slaughtering operation that was going on behind her. If you guys remember that video clip and the guy was putting the turkeys into the little holster things and slitting their necks and they were bleeding out. And he kept turning around and watch what's going on on the camera. It's one of the greatest like videos you can watch. And then we have a conservative guy that just fucking butchers a, ch a chicken talking about Planned Parenthood. Fucking crazy. God damn it. I, I don't like Sarah Palin. <laughs> No, no, she's she's no, awful. We, we she's shouldn't. awful. She's absolutely awful. She's awful. I'm still she, I'm she, still leaving it that there is there's a good chance that she could be this dumb that she would signal this kind of thing. I'm I'm gonna leave it out there because I personally want to think that she's evil. Welcome to Freedom Land, you lazy bastards. This here is your orientation. Ruckus, are you trying to tell us that we're supposed to act like slaves and be cool with it? Really? That is correct. Here you will learn to look down when a rich white man is coming. Buck dance if you hear anything resembling a tune. And denounce any feelings that resemble self-esteem and or self-worth. Not on your life, Ruckus. Yeah, we ain't going for this shit. First rich white man I see, I'm telling him to suck up. I ain't seeing shit. I think we're only going to bring you guys one fun with real audio clip that we have this week. Maybe two. We'll see. Uh, anyway, we have Jesse Lee Peterson on Fox News with Tucker Carlson. And I don't know if you guys have noticed, but Tucker has this face that he makes when he's staring at the camera when other people are talking. He looks like a nonplussed Bert from Bert and Ernie. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> it just makes this weird fucking face. Anyway, he's fucking got <laughs> Tucker. God damn it. He's got Jesse Lee Peterson on there. And the Fox News uh, tweet that they made for this one says, not all, but most black Americans are suffering, not due to racism, but the destruction of the family and a lack of moral character. What? Yeah, Fox News made that tweet. And uh, <laughs> oh, my God, and this was on the third. This was on the third oh of God. July. So yeah, just wait until you hear Jesse Lee Peterson, the personification of white privilege in a black guy. <laughs> it's just it's, and I come to find out, I didn't realize it, but he had like a like a hair lip or cleft palate thing. And that's why when he talks, it sometimes goes really nasally and stuff and it whistles and stuff. I didn't realize that at first. So that kind of explains his weird speech patterns. But anyway, Jesse Lee Peterson, here we go. Not all, not all, not all. But most black Americans are suffering not due to racism, but the destruction of the family and the lack of more character It's about that. And if we dealt with the family issue. And the lack of character, black Americans' lives would change overnight. And they don't want that. Look, we gave them a black president. We, we gave them wow. a black president. Oh, I have so fuck. much here. I have no. so much here. All I have <laughs> so much here. All right. So, yes, um, black women are far more likely to be single mothers. 
This is a systemic issue due to poverty and over-incarceration. Yeah. Um, How about that? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Also, uh, lack of resources and uh, and a lack of accessibility to stable relationships. Uh, Um, Employment, uh, school. Employment, yes. Yes. No. Yes. Yeah. All there, there are so there are so many, so not, many, so many reasons. Do, yeah. Nothing to do with individuals. This is not the individual's fault. This is not the individual's fault. I can't even stress uh-huh. this enough. I cannot even stress this enough that they are in the an impossible situation. They are in an impossible situation, mm-hmm. and there is a culture. There is a culture that hates women and it's a culture that hates black women even more. And black men are guilty of this. Mm -hmm. This is a thing that black women are so disregarded in this country. I mean, so disregarded. I, oh my God, the the, the levels, the the levels. And this is not a moral failing. No, it's the absolute, absolute product of long-term systemic institutionalized racism and sexism and sexism yes we gave them we gave them a black president (laughs) that's it look guys it's fixed (laughs) you got a you got a black president that's it i knew this one was gonna rile people up man (laughs) this one's bad and he's only like halfway through hang on we gave them Barack Obama, a black president, twice. I didn't vote for him, but he's there. And we got worse. Black Americans got worse yep. under Barack Obama than any other time no, in the history of America. No, they didn't. They did so much better. They did so Emma. much better. They actually, they actually got access to health insurance, and they actually got they got they got access to educational stuff. Yeah. And, and and we started to address the issue of food deserts. And I mean, oh my God, we can't. After school programs, you know, getting kids program, getting kids lunch funding. and breakfast for free, you know. I, let's worry. I, let's uh, when you had uh what um sorry, Michelle Obama God. and her health try, trying to overhaul the fucking right. food system that is in schools it's, where pizza is a vegetable. It's almost like it's <laughs> almost like two terms of a president can just Don't fix everything. Fix fifty or a hundred years worth of this. Probably 200 uh, years. Uh, you know, 200 years of this just 100 years just, of Jim Crow, you know. Oh my god. It's this is it's going <laughs> take a long time. Did you hear Tucker to though? Fix this. Did you guys catch his yep <laughs> in the background? <laughs> Tucker Carlson agreeing with all this shit. Racist Tucker. ass motherfucker, man. <laughs> I right. fucking hate that guy. All right, let's let him finish. Yeah. He's, he's almost done. And so if it was a race issue, why didn't they get better? We have a black president. The races are more divided as question. a result of Barack Obama because he used them for his right. own personal gain and didn't care about them. Oh, no. No, they didn't, didn't care about black better? people. Why? Because of fuckers like you. Exactly. <laughs> because of a apologetic fucking Tom Crow Fuckers like you, Uncle oh, Motherfucker. Bootstraps. You sit there and you sit there and claim bootstraps, which, by the way, is a ridiculous claim. 
It's a, a, okay, do you know that that you know that phrase actually came from how stupid it is to consider like to try and pull up your boot. It, it was it was used as a metaphor to describe something that's impossible to do. To raise your level up by raising yourself up by pulling on right. your bootstraps. But like... pulling on your own bootstraps, you can't do anything by doing that. No. That it was it was a phrase that was used metaphorically to describe an impossible thing to do. Right, <laughs> a stupidly th- impossible thing to do, and you motherfuckers are blaming them for systemic issues. Oh my God, can we please blame black people more for the problems that they live with? Can we just? Oh my God, I I find it mind blowing that they think, oh, we elected a black president, therefore racism is gone. When right. when the Congress did not let any after that first midterm election did right. not let anything pass. And there was people on the news saying, yeah, McConnell said that we're not going to allow anything. He's going to be a one term president. And he wrote out a second term. And the best you guys could come up with was fucking Romney. And it's just like. You have one person at the very top of the executive branch but you can't have everything else functioning unless you have more inclusionary people unless you have more women in there if you have more people of color in there you're not going to get anything working in the in trying to reverse Mm -hmm. all this racism shit until you break up the quote-unquote oscar so white crowd that's living in the fucking congress but that's what but they don't want that you see that that's what they don't want that's breaking down a privilege and they don't yeah they don't want that Mm -hmm. they want white supremacy so fucking infuriating it makes me so mad it it, it disgusts me it disgusts me on a really deep level we don't care where you catch the show whether it be iTunes, Overcast iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker or hell even YouTube if you enjoy the show even the slightest amount all we ask is that you guys give us a subscribe like or share us with your friends without word of mouth we'd have never become the show that we are today all right, folks, we are at week 24. That's all it's been. Only 24 oh weeks. God. Not even halfway, almost halfway through a year. So <laughs> uh, we've got a bunch of stories that we're going to talk about here, stuff that he's done. Uh, I grabbed most of these through Vice News because I use them as a source because I think they are good journalists there. Anyway, uh, the first one that we have comes actually comes from The Independent. So the G20 summit's happening right now. Actually, it's over. And on his way there... Uh, apparently he had trouble getting a hotel room for the summit because his team apparently waited too long to book accommodations for the president and none of the major hotels had any vacancies. What? Yeah. (laughs) He showed up at the Four Seasons in Hamburg and they turned him away because they were full. It's almost like he's staffing his entire administration with people with no experience in any of these things. Well, yeah, you have to admit, most, most of the time he's taking trips to places, it's usually a hotel that he owns. So Yeah. And they have to. I think he keeps a room specifically for himself open at all times. Or maybe he expected, because he's president of America, that a company in Germany would bump somebody else off of their reservation. <laughs> Isn't that cute? Isn't that funny? So BuzzFeed did some uh, digging around and found that King Salman of Saudi Arabia and his massive entourage were staying at the Four Seasons as well as two other high-end hotels. And an ironic twist for the hotel chain owner, every luxury hotel in town seemed to be booked up. There were no Trump-owned properties in northern Germany in that city, 
and <laughs> Vladimir Putin was staying at the Park Hyatt, and An Angela Merkel was uh, at the Atlantic Kempinski. I don't know what the hell that is, with India and Canada as well. But the Hamburg government Senate House will host him, or hosted him, I should say. So th they had to go stay in the fucking the Hamburg government Senate House. And the staff oh. <laughs> had to stay at the U.S. consulate. <laughs> and for those oh, that's not, not nearly to his liking, I'm mm. sure. No. So this is not the first time that a U.S. official has had troubles with hotels in Germany. Uh, Rex Tillerson had to stay several miles away at a sanitarium outside of Bonn uh, <laughs> for the from other leaders at the February G20 ministers meeting. So. That's, I just find that hilarious that they don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> not, not even. Oh, shit. So let's get into some of the other bullshit that he's done this week. So Donald Trump has said that the era of strategic strategic patience with North Korea has ended. Meaning what exactly, sir? What is yeah. that? Uh, he also said that North Korea has just launched another missile. Does this guy have anything better to do with his life? Trump said on Twitter, a leader of a foreign country is working on his own country's defense. Look, I'm not saying that North Korea should oh. do this kind of thing, but you're talking about a guy who's trying to strengthen his military as opposed to a president that's shitting on another country on Twitter. Anything better to do with his life, says the guy that's sitting on the toilet tweeting? Really, I don't get it. I'm really confused because we launch missiles for tests all the time <laughs> all the time i mean here in utah they were doing a uh, training exercise and nearly burned down an entire community yeah yeah and then let's see he tweeted it's hard to believe that south korea and japan will put up with this much longer they've been putting up with it since the armistice sir <laughs> they've been yeah, putting maybe, up with it for a long time maybe you who aren't familiar closely with north korea should shut the fuck up and listen to people <laughs> who are close to them Perhaps China will put a heavy move on North Korea, like grabbing their pussy. And, and in this nonsense, once and for all, I'm trying to move on him like a bitch. That's, wasn't that the thing that he said before? Yeah. I moved on her like a bitch. Like, what does that I even do. mean? <laughs> mm -hmm. He doesn't, he doesn't know. He doesn't, he doesn't know. know. Uh, he doesn't let's know. see. He also flip-flopped by calling for Republicans to repeal Obamacare without a replacement. You, yeah, I don't know if anybody <laughs> caught that one. He's yeah, like, well, he even did. if we don't have a replacement, let's just repeal it. <laughs> Uh, he, <laughs> That's he said, not a good idea. He sent federal agents into Chicago to crack down on crime. We talked about that a little bit last week. Mm -hmm. Vowed to keep tweeting, of course he will. And boy, did he, insisting that his tweeting was, quote, modern day presidential. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, that's our guy. He's No. <laughs> That's my president, hooray! Oh. <laughs> no, I see his That's... I see his portrait on the wall at work every day. <laughs> oh. oh my god! Yeah, I can't get away from him. So, uh, he tweeted, and fuck, he did this. Okay, I'm super pissed about this because he waited until Sunday morning to send this tweet out after we recorded last week. He tweeted mm -hmm. an old video of himself on WWE yeah. wrestling Vince McMahon, oh, but they replaced fuck. McMahon's face with the CNN logo. With this has been head. everywhere. God damn it. 
And I'm pissed oh. because we 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 do this every week. We talk about Trump. We do all this all this reporting on news and everything. And he had to wait until the very last fucking moment to send this out, like on a Sunday morning. Like I get up to start making breakfast for the family. I check Twitter, and the first thing I see is that the president is tweeting a fucking meme. He's retweeting. A- <laughs> do you remember? Oh. Do you remember how fucking pissed off? Everyone was when Barack Obama said that Fox News does bad journalism. That's all he said. And that wasn't exactly I'm not quoting here. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. And uh, Fox News flipped the fuck out. They flipped the fuck out. To be fair, CNN mm-hmm. flipped the fuck out. But you'd think Fox News would be the first ones to be like, you can't do that. Like, no. Hey, like, you may not like our journalists, but you can't shit on them. You can't shit on the free press because it'll bite you in the ass in the end. And I right. think it's, he's finding what, that what out. What Trump has done is so much worse than being like, Fox News is shitty. Yeah. Because Fox News is shitty. We all know that. But they're not we calling it fake news. You know, we never, never but, once but yeah. during Obama did they say fake news. But you, but <laughs> Obama, Obama did not ever tweet out pictures of him physically beating up a news agency. <laughs> he just simply criticized them. But this no. isn't criticism. This is. Go fuck yourself forever. Yeah. No, no, but this goes this goes this goes deeper because of where he got it. Oh yeah. And I we could go down that rabbit hole of the, the oh, shitty kid that he got shit. it from. <laughs> that it shit rabbit hole. No. It was not a fifteen year old guy. No. No. It was some other shitty I mean, if it was someone that young, I could give him a little bit of a pass because I'd be like, Oh, he's just being an edgy <laughs> as fuck teenager. Nope. <laughs> no, no. No, this was this was this was a an an anti-Semitic white nationalist asshole on a Reddit board. <laughs> the Donald. <laughs> and I Fuck am not hell. a big fan of CNN. I find CNN to be sensational and uh, boring. <laughs> boring, sensational mm-hmm. and boring at the same time. Yeah, uh, they they have. Bad journalistic quality, in my opinion. Uh, people will say they're the liberal Fox News. Not, not even no, close. No, because, uh, no. because they're not liberal. They're pretty neutral in their biases, but their biases towards bad information. I, I hate how speculation and every day nonsense. when I when I go into work and on the TV it has CNN up there and it's breaking news and it's like it's not really that important of news that yeah. they. Mm-hmm, not, right. not everything can be breaking news that that wears down that breaking news mm-hmm. stick where we don't know like this is important this is important like, no not everything is important assholes right cnn right. is not great for parsing out the importance of information or reliability right. of information yeah, not anymore not anymore not for a long time now um for for several years now they've just been sensational um so i, I mean they they're their news quality, as far as I'm concerned, is on the par of Fox News, but it's not as dangerous as Fox News. Um, just quality-wise, it's not good. Not yeah. good. But they're pretty uh, benign. <laughs> they are benign. That's yeah. the thing is that they're just ridiculous. Um, but at this at the same time, Trump isn't targeting them because of their sensationalism. He loves sensationalism. He doesn't like that they're not nice to him. Yeah. All the time. And he's threatened the merger with AT&T and Time Warner. Yeah. You, you know, using gonna, an executive office to... That's not going to play out well. No. 
because mm-hmm. if they if they don't get that merger and they lose stock, they could be like, "You manipulated the market. You are going to be in trouble for that shit." <laughs> but once again, the GOP won't do anything. So what else did he do? He uh, pressured South Korea, Japan, and especially China to deal with North Korea, including insulting China for its continued trade relationship with North Korea by saying that trade between China and North Korea grew almost 40% in the first quarter, he said. So much for China working with us, but we had to give it a try. Right, yeah. Let's not, let's just gloss over the fact that the majority of their trade is food. Is food. (laughs) (laughs) They sell, they sell food. You know, Trump Food. Trump is thinking Food about, China. you know, having a siege on North Korea where we start killing no. civilians because. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. Uh, let's see. He golfed on the 4th of July instead of going out to meet troops. And he made it all about himself like he always fucking does when like he, spe- he spoke does. on it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. He said that during the G20 summit, he said that Russia could have interfered with the U.S. election. Oh, but- yeah. But, you know, hey, could have been could have been anybody yeah but others may have too and nobody really knows <laughs> except you know your I intelligence communities 17 of them you are actually under investigation oh hey and they hired yet another lawyer another high-powered mm-hmm. lawyer let's put it this way people i'm i'm not the i am not the louise minch or anything like that of this kind of thing but i have to keep the flames going because otherwise i would that would pull the battery out of me completely and i'd be very sad you have top of the line lawyers that are stopping working at their firms where they're making a shitload of money <laughs> to go work for Robert Mueller, making a little bit of money. Right. That doesn't happen. <laughs> no. That doesn't happen unless there is going to be a name attached to this shit that's going on. Mm-hmm. Or they're being paid independently. Yeah, and but that's not going to happen because the GOP does not want to even fund that that investigation. So, mm-hmm. and they they no, hurt yeah, the person. So a lot of these a lot of these guys are are working pro bono, very cheap or cheap. Yeah, very cheap. Oh yeah, if they're working bono. cheap, then there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which means they're, they're going gonna to have their, their name. They're going to have their name mm-hmm. associated with something historic, and I'm not saying or, that's going yeah. to be or the less cynical, maybe like one or two, maybe. Uh, really believe in it that's the oh, thing yeah. too because they're human beings and sometimes activists oh, exist yeah. in all places oh yeah no especially in the in the in the the, the, the law. lawyer or yeah. law, the pe- people who have dedicated their lives to the rule of law are really not happy right now they're very they're very very upset yes hmm. yes yep. lawyers don't care for this um because they they there's a poetry in the law and and many of them will acknowledge that the law is flawed and imperfect yeah because it's written but, by humans <laughs> right but there's also an a, an appreciation of it and i'm not talking about your like average lawyer i'm yeah. you know somebody's like ah it's a job we're talking about people who have dedicated their lives to law mm-hmm. these there's a passion there and right now there's somebody who is just destroying their life's pursuit mm-hmm. yeah the law yeah yeah yes no the, these are these are yeah <laughs> there are a lot of people who who work work in this arena who say there are ethics rules for a reason oh and these these ethics rules 
don't need to be laws because you it's shouldn't <laughs> fucking ethics. Yeah. <laughs> you, these speaking are of, rules that you just follow. Speaking of the, the ethics, work. we have the government ethics Fuck. chief quit over ethical concerns of the Trump presidency. Wow. He said, I can't do this anymore, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which sucks because now it's going to be filled by a crony. And it's. Well, a, the good news is they didn't, they don't really have teeth anyway. Yeah. All right. What else happened? He reiterated at the G20 summit that uh, President Enrique Pena Nieto say that you guys are going to pay for the wall. He once again ah! brought that shit up. No, no, we're not. And so I'm waiting for Super Deluxe to put out their response to it with uh, with another Vincente Fox video where he's like, Donald Trump, we are not going to pay for that fucking wall. I love it. I, I love, love it those when he videos. does that. Those, are so, those videos are so great. Okay, you know what? Mexico, your fucking wall. Your fucking Mex wall. <laughs> Mexico has a lot of problems right now um, that full of cartels and there's some serious corruption in the government. Yes. Yeah. But there are also some people who are seriously dedicated to that country. Yeah. And those people are opposing this. And the thing is that he's like, we're going to impose tariffs. They're like, oh, did you not know that Canada buys from us, too? <laughs> did you not know that we are a major world power as well? That we actually export we're a huge all exporter. over the world? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're a huge exporter all over the world. Um, and there's a there's a whole fucking continent right below us you know mexico mm -hmm. where they would gladly take our wares as well as the, the ones above you or the, yeah. the united Did states you of america know that you're just one country the united the states of america seems to have this giant overinflated sense of how fucking huge and amazing we are when you just mm -hmm. you look at a map corrected for all the other you know wonkitude that happens with the the globe right. we're not really that big guys <laughs> we're, we're just one we are just, we are one of many. America they, is not North America, guys. <laughs> believe it or not, believe it or not, the rest of the world can do just fine without it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if Trump realizes this, but there are um, boats that can go around us. Better yet, <laughs> there are airplanes that can fly can right over us. Yep. Uh -huh. you don't own. And that's just to one country. <laughs> There, they, Mexico, Mexico is not nothing. I mean, we we always talk about them as a third world country. Um, their not, designation not is really. not their designation isn't third world. There are no. a lot of issues, and there are a lot of mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of corruption, and they're going through a really rough transition right now. Um, but they are a very sophisticated country, mm -hmm. and they are a very complex country. Um, and and the and immigration is at a net zero. So <laughs> from Mexico, so people aren't it's... coming here in droves anymore, guys. <laughs> no, mm -mm. and that's actually okay. Yeah. Um. What 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 we need to do is have, and I'm not joking, open borders with Mexico. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Inter... Same thing with Canada. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Interlabor trade with Mexico has been nothing but beneficial to the United States. Yeah. People right. coming here and working and then going home has been nothing but beneficial to both right. countries. Yep. It right. is a huge it is part of complete, our interaction. Yeah. It's been that it's been that way for a long time. Much ever. Since both of us have existed. Mm -hmm. And uh who's gonna suffer? Yes, Mexico will suffer, 
United States will suffer more. Yeah, in the long run. Exactly. So the the last one that I want to get to here just to finish this all up is that Trump finally came face to face with Vladimir Putin. You know, apparently this is the first time he's ever talked to him and met him. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And for a meeting that was supposed to last only 30 minutes, it mm-hmm. lasted over two hours. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Definitely so, never met before. They kept talking long after they were scheduled to stop, and they mm-hmm. sent in Melania to try to break up the conversation, and that didn't happen, said Rex, Rex Tillerson. He said that didn't work mm-hmm. either, and he was one of the six people in the room for the highly anticipated of the event. Um, God. They ha- Melania apparently, has no power in that relationship. No, no. The issue of the Russian meddling in the 2016 election came up, which Putin continued to deny, and a precarious ceasefire, which they're going to start up in syria as uh as we're mm-hmm. recording actually um yeah, yeah and that, that's work. not gonna last no mm-hmm. no it's not what what kills me about this is there's there's no tape there was no press we we have no idea what they talked about well let's see lavrov came out and talked about a lot of the stuff that they said you know russia's pretty open with what their people were talking about but we have no statements from our own white house are mm-hmm. they open? Are they open about it, or well, are they lying? Sort of, kind of. Well, yeah, we don't the, really... lying like open lying the way that the Russians mm-hmm. do when they talk about things. They spin it the way they want to. But the thing is, at least right. we have bullet points of some of the stuff that was discussed. We don't have our side of it, but we have what was talked about. So mm-hmm. uh, it's just annoying as shit. But that's a uh, that's the damage that the president has done this week. Mm-hmm. It's bad. It's who knows? bad. <laughs> yeah. He, it, he went mm-hmm. on foreign soil and shit talked our press mm-hmm. to other countries. Mm-hmm. You don't do that. You do, <laughs> you just don't do that. You don't you don't see Shinzo Abe coming here to America and be like, "Yeah, I fucking hate the NHK." <laughs> it doesn't work that way, people. And he's what, such a fucking embarrassment is is really too light of a word Re- really just too nice it's so anyway way too <sighs> catch us again next week with the next <laughs> week 25 and who knows what the fuck's gonna happen then <laughs> mm-hmm. okay that does it for this episode make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the three episodes that we put out each week Fuck three episodes anyway before we wrap this whole thing up i have to give the biggest thanks to all the amazing patrons who support us each month uh you heard a commercial earlier where we extolled the benefits of becoming a patron. Uh, let's see. We have Michael Stevens, Marissa Alexa McCool, and her fabulous snarky publishy stuff. Uh, the Godless Revolution, Jeff Linville, Mike Bowman, Darcy Bowman, Rosabelle Howden, Jeff Peterson, and our most giving of fans, Stephen Andrus and Angelica Pearson. Uh, I honestly don't have the words of gratitude for helping a guy who worries that all of this work is for naught. And rem- having a reminder that there are those of you who like the show enough to support it financially is absolutely fucking amazing. I can't. Um, I can't even. I can't even with you guys. I can't <laughs> even. Let's see. Uh, money isn't the only way to get our attention. We love to hear from you, whether it be an email, a subscribe, or a review. You heard commercials on all that kind of stuff. Uh, and we like we got this week from Corey in Canada, who is our first Canadian reviewer. And thank goodness there are programs that can pull those from other shops because on iTunes, you're not allowed to check the other countries unless like, you live in them kind of thing. I mean, you could go to the website and find it. Anyway, uh, let's see. He gave us a five-star review uh, from Brainstorm Corey from Canada on the 9th of June. He said, I really enjoy listening to the Utah Outcast. X, Kyle, and Felicia all add different aspects to the show. 
and make it a worthwhile listen every time. It's not always easy to keep up with because they put out so many episodes, but it never <laughs> feels like you missed one when you do. They are always up to date with the latest information and news, and this is a valuable addition to any podcast playlist. That's fucking amazing. Funny. <laughs> Though he's kind of, he's right, he's right there because like, we don't have, we're not serial. We're not like, yeah, a, we're not. you don't need to catch the last episode to find out what the fuck's going on. <laughs> I mean, please, by all means, go listen to the old back catalog, but we're current events, so it's, uh, it's always something new. <laughs> but we're, and we're a bunch of outcasts here, so we are yeah. always accepting of the outcasts there. Absolutely. Except he's Canadian. Can you really be an outcast in Canada? Oh, wait, no, if you're a native person. That's one of the problems that country is facing still. So Actually, I stumbled on several several issues in Canada in oh, my research sure. for mental health. So I'm sure. So uh, thank you very much for that amazing review and being the first reviewer from the Great White North in Canada, or as I like to call it, Fantasia, since we'll never know the utopia of living in a country that realizes that we should be taking care of one another. Fucking hell. Uh, also, Yay, America's hat. Don't forget to uh, join the Utah Outcast discussion group that we got set up on Facebook. There's been amazing discussions going on there. And with that, it's time to bring episode 107 to a close. And remember, everyone, you're welcome. Bon nuit. Good night, everybody. I'm your fear. I'm your monster. What's hiding in your shadow? Is it taking what's left of you? Take me
Well, the the Pope Mobile is really just a modification of the wheelbarrow. <laughs> the papal scepter. <laughs> there. He wanted to give someone the papal scepter. Oh God. And for oh, some God, reason now I'm. It, it brings a whole new meaning to the the papal communion. Hmm. Mm. I'm just thinking of a you know the Saint Peter that wanted to be crucified upside down. Oh God. <gasps> Oh, now you're talking sexy. Yeah. So then yeah. you got your 69 going on right there. Oh, and the Catholics are all into like flagellation. Uh-uh. Oh, and they, they're the ones that came up with all the uh, all the stuff that you shoved in your butt for torture. So, you know, they're all about that. <laughs> all about. Oh, yeah. No, they're Pope's all about the butt stuff. Vows of silence. <laughs> does, that, does that mean that you can't like make the... <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, that's not, the no, papal ball gag. <laughs> the papal ball gag. <laughs> the cardinal will get back into his box. 